When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there. I'm back. It's me. It's your friend, Toby. And this is our show in this moment. It's a show about recovery. And I just want you to, for the next hour, to imagine yourself again with me alone. It's just you and me, and we're alone in a room. And we have no distractions right now. And we're going to talk about recovery. We're going to talk about recovery. I was just looking the other day at 25 top reasons why people get drunk and loaded. And the same answer kept coming up somewhere in the top 25. And it was this. The instinctual need for love and the instinctual need for security. That's, the, that's one of the top reasons, never mind the top 25, the top 25, the top reasons why we get drunk and loaded and we act out. It's because we have this nagging feeling that nobody loves us or who is going to take care of me. Also translated, that would be a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. See, our program in this moment, our program about recovery, is not necessarily for the drug addict or the alcoholic. It's for anybody, anybody, maybe you, maybe somebody you know and you care about who's really suffering and they just can't seem to put their finger on the suffering. But it is a seemingly hopeless, hopeless state of mind and body. And no matter how hard they or we try to cope with this this angst, this misery, this unhappiness, this deep underlying condition. We just can't seem to conquer it with drugs, with alcohol, with food, with money, with sex, with dominance over others. We just can't seem to overcome this unhappiness, this suffering. So that's, and this program is tailored to those people who are suffering from that, from that kind of suffering. Throughout this program, we're going to be mentioning little nuggets of wisdom from two publications that are very popular in the world of recovery. One is the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, first published in 1939, and its sister publication, The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, which came out roughly 15 years later. And I just want you to keep an open mind. When I reference these publications, I may reference the page, or I may just blend it into whatever I'm talking about. But I want you to keep an open mind that while you may hear alcohol and alcoholism mentioned, I want you to think of that as a metaphor for whatever you're suffering from for whatever you're suffering from. 
Let's get right into recovery right now. You know, the first key to recovery is to get out of isolation. To get out of isolation. By the way, our topic today is overcoming instinctual behaviors. And while I don't want to get into it, our instinctual behaviors, we'll get into it very deeply. But right now, our instinctual behaviors are just the things that are selfish and self-serving and fear-driven. And they're meant for one thing, and that's for our survival. And as survivalists, when we act out on these instinctual behaviors, we seemingly place ourselves in a position to be hurt by others. Even though our intentions were good, we, we stepped on the toes of our fellows and they retaliated. We stepped on the toes of our fellows because of our instinctual behaviors, driven by fear, a hundred forms of fear and, and selfish, self-centered, self-delusion, but also, again, those instinctual need to feel love and feel security. And there's the deal. And when we've had enough failed relationships because of our acting out with our instinctual behaviors, when we're tired of being hurt by others and tired of being rejected, we isolate. Does that sound familiar? We move into the you don't understand me realm, the terminally uniqueness that so many of us failed perfectionists and bankrupt idealists finally fall into. So the name of the game, first off, to get back into recovery and to make recovery a success this time is come out of isolation. You don't have to have this candlelight dinner for one ever again. The easiest thing to do, and I talk about this every show and I'm going to mention it again, is whatever you're suffering from, get on the internet and look for another group of people who are suffering what you're suffering from and find out where they meet. And if you live in a big city, you might be lucky because there might be several around you. And if you don't, you might have to really search hard, you know, far and wide. But there, the beauty about the internet is you will find this group. And this group, among other things, is called a kinship of common suffering. The kinship of common suffering. And the beautiful part about discovering this group and participating in this group every single day or as frequent as, they, as, as this group meets is you will find you will find this peace and this calm that comes from your participation in this group. And what you're experiencing is you're experiencing unity. And whether you know, you know it or not, the unity that you feel when you participate in this group is God's love. Yeah, we're going to talk about God during this program too because there's a couple things in the 12-step method of recovery that I firmly believe in, that there is only one who has all power and that one is God and may you find him now. The 12-step program is monotheistic, okay? Where, where there's one God, no human power, absolutely no human power could relieve our suffering. Ultimately, the only power that could relieve our suffering is God. 
and only God could and would if he is sought. So recovery is about seeking God. And if you can't seek God, then just seek the companionship and, and the communal unity connection of a group of people who are suffering the same as you and get into that group and participate. Because that's where the beginning of the end starts. If you're suffering, you've got a problem. And I'm going to tell you the best way to overcome that problem is move into the solution. And the solution is not sitting there alone and isolating. The solution is the group. Page 417 of the big book, one of my favorite little nuggets. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. The problem will be removed for you. But you can't remove the problem no matter how hard you've tried or how much you put the bite on others to remove your problem. And there it sits. Because you, my friend, you may have discovered that you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Did you hear me? You may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. It's called a psychic change, not a psychological change or a psychiatric change. It is called a psychic change. It is a spiritual change. And the beautiful part about the 12-step method, and once you get into this kinship of common suffering, you participate in the home group and you experience the unity, is hopefully you're going to find somebody in that group that you trust. And someday, someday soon, you're going to go ahead and put your hand in the hand of the man by trusting another man or woman in that group and peeling off alone and sitting in a quiet, comfortable room just like we are right now and telling this person your entire life story and having that person objectively listen to your story without any judgment and for you to feel entirely safe and to write out your fourth-step inventory. See, because there may be 12 steps, but there's only three parts to the 12-step method of recovery. Trust God, clean house, and help others. You can't trust God until you, until you calm down. And the best way to calm down, my friend, is you get into a kinship of common suffering and you drag your butt in there no matter what. And you show up early and sit all the way down and listen and listen and just be still and listen and understand finally that you never have to be alone again and you never have to act out and drink and use or do any of the things that are self-destructive to you and your fellow man. The beautiful part about the 12-step program is Nobody's really interested in what you did. They're fascinated, and so will you, by why you did what you did. Don't worry about who you hate or who hurt you. You're going to discover all the answers to why. Why you feel these feelings. It's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful process, it is. Again, today... We're talking about overcoming instinctual behavior. The hurtful, caveman, survivalist, 
type of behavior that puts us in constant conflict with others and ultimately ourselves. And only, only when we sufficiently illuminate the problem can we then move toward the solution. And oh boy, do we have a solution for overcoming instinctual behavior. Be right back with In This Moment with Toby C. moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. All right. I told you the only way to overcome something is to first illuminate what the problem is. The problem today that we're talking about as far as recovery is concerned is overcoming instinctual behavior. And I got to tell you, one of the most beautiful things about recovery that I've discovered is I don't have to wake up every morning like it's another episode of Survivor, okay? And I do believe that we all come out of the womb with two instinctual carnal needs, the instinctual need for love, the instinctual need for security. And we act out on that with those about us. And amongst other things, it just creates conflict, it just creates conflict. One of my favorite quotes comes out of the 12 and 12, and it says, when the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. When a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. There can be no balance. It's just, it's, it's this fight or flight. It's this conquer or be conquered. It's this, it's this dominate or submit. It's called passive-aggressive behavior. See, probably one of the biggest problems with our instinctual behavior that we're all born with is we have this fight-or-flight mechanism. I think we're all pre-programmed to be drama queens right out the chute. We either want to live on the top of the heap or we want to hide underneath it. There's no center balance. I've often mentioned that, you know, somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is God. So conflict with others is probably one of our biggest, one of our biggest obstacles to overcome with our instinctual behavior. Also, let's illuminate what instinctual behavior is. Instinctual behavior is a fear. It's a fear. It's a fear of being eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. It's a fear of not having enough fire to stay warm. It's a fear of, of starving to death. Okay, these are fears that the cavemen and women experienced several millennia ago. Guess what? We're not cavemen and women anymore. Alcoholics Anonymous and the recovery program came about in the 20th century. 
although people have been abusing all kinds of, of substances, including alcohol, for hundreds and hundreds of years. But it's a fear. It's a fear. The chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear. Primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or that we would fail to get something that we demanded. There's the real problem with, with instinctual behavior is it's a selfish, self-centered, fear-driven behavior. It's a people repellent. People do not want to be around a caveman. They want to be around a civilized, considerate, socially balanced person who has healthy boundaries and the common decency and decorum that people in our cultured, educated society today now live with. We don't, we don't deal with the caveman mentality anymore. And if you can't outgrow the caveman mentality, you're going to get into conflict. You're going to get in conflict. In these ways, we sit in conflict, not only with ourselves, but with other people who have instincts too. Because don't forget, while you may every now and then exhibit some selfish, self-centered, fear-driven, instinctual caveman behavior, don't forget you live in a world full of people with the same type of fear-driven, selfish, self-centered, caveman, instinctual behaviors. You want conflict? There's plenty of conflict out there. Do you want to overcome the conflict of instinctual behavior? Then you got to calm down. Another big problem with our instinctual behaviors is it keeps us from having a relationship with a power greater than ourselves. And that's the core dilemma here. You see, by refusing to place God first, we deprive ourselves of his help. Cavemen or survivalists or people who are high-bent on acting out with their instinctual, self, selfish, fear-driven, instinctual behaviors put themselves first. Of course, we grow up in a culture where you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. If you want to get anything done right, you got to do it yourself. You know, we understand all that. But at the end of the day, and this comes from the chapter We Agnostics in the big book, if you take away all that calamity and all that turmoil and all that pomp and all that ego and all that worship of other things and worship of other people, there's God. God is there. And that is going to be the solution we're going to be talking about to overcoming this instinctual behavior. It's called humility. Humility is simply the act of putting God first, putting a higher power first, putting a power greater than yourself first. 
one of the most beautiful things about recovery is waking up at the end of the at the end of the journey, at the end of the misery, and realizing, you know, I could have done it a lot differently. I didn't have to burn so many bridges and step on so many people to get to where I got. You know, there when it comes to recovery, there is no easier, softer way. But I'll tell you, when it comes to having healthy and balanced and loving relationships with people, you better believe there's always an easier, softer way. And first of all, it's about being aware and staying on top of our inconsiderate, selfish, self-centered, instinctive behaviors. That's a big solution. Just ahead, we're going to be talking about the solution to overcoming instinctual behaviors. Now that we've just scratched the surface on eliminating the problem. Be right back in this moment with Toby C. moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right. We just scratched the surface on illuminating the problem that our instinctual behaviors cause us and the people around us. And primarily the biggest problem, if we're going to summarize it, is it causes defective relationships with other people, okay? Period. Page 80 of the 12 and 12, defective relations with other human beings has nearly always been the immediate cause of all of our woes, including our alcoholism. So see, alcoholism or drug abuse is not limited uh, uh, to defective relationships or vice versa. Um, defective relationships affect everybody. And I can't think of, of a bigger root cause of selfish, self-centered, fear-driven, delusional, inconsiderate, harmful relationships with other people than our instinctual drives for love and security. And there it is. And as I mentioned before, if you want to overcome these instinctual behaviors and if you want to get along with others and you ultimately want to get along better with yourself, may you find a God of your understanding, a higher power, a power greater than yourself. And the best way to find that higher power, that power greater than yourself is to trust God and clean house. Clean house is about doing the steps in the 12-step method of recovery especially when you get to step four. And I'll tell you one of the most beautiful outcomes of doing a step four is we get honest. Honest can be defined as we calm down, but honest can also be defined as we finally can discern right from wrong. See, instinctual behavior is a certain type of drive 
It's a certain type of inconsiderate ambition. It's a bad vibration, okay? It's not a calm vibration. It's a conquer or be conquered type of, of vibration. It's a fight or flight syndrome, remember? There's no balance or midground. The nice part about cleaning house and getting honest is to finally realize that this whole time we've been running on self-will run riot. And self-will run riot gives us a green light nonstop for behavior of self-righteous behavior. See, if a person is in this manic state, we can't really discern right from wrong. All we can discern is our reality, what is right and wrong. It's called self-righteous behavior. And it's the self-righteous behavior that gets us into conflict and turmoil with others. And there it is. So if you want to move out of this instinctual self-righteous behavior, calm down and clean house and, and get rid of all these, obs these obstructions and all these distractions between you and a God of your understanding. The best part about cleaning house is you get rid of all the distractions. You get rid of the ego. You get rid of the pomp. You get rid of the turmoil. You get rid of the calamity. You get rid of the per worship of other things and get rid of the worship of other people. And there's God. And you will know when all the dust settles that this whole time you've been out in front of this thing. And if you learn how to, to pause and to turn your will and the problem at hand over to God, there is a solution. And the solution is to know right from wrong. If you're calm and you're sober because you trusted God and you cleaned house, when you encounter a tricky situation or a tricky relationship with another person, you're going to know, you're going to intuitively know right from wrong because you finally got honest. That's honesty. Dishonesty is being on fire and being in this manic mode and seeing nothing but red and moving into self-righteous, extreme behavior. Nobody likes a drama queen. And it's this dependence. You know, this dependence. Our instinctual survival skills always somehow entail an unhealthy dependence on another person. Wife or no wife, job or no job, we simply do not stop drinking or acting out so long as we place dependence on others ahead of our dependence on God. See, so long as we ran our life exclusively on our own self-will, a relationship with a higher power was entirely out of the question. See? The God that many of us discover in the 12-step program 
doesn't like to share first position, see? He doesn't need a co-pilot. Either God is everything or he's nothing. And this God, this God wants you to be happy, joyous, and free. One of my other favorite quotes is, intellect and humility are compatible, provided we put humility first. It's like saying property, prestige, and, and popularity are compatible with humility, provided that you put humility first. God wants you to put him first, not you first. You don't have to be the survivalist anymore. And I'll tell you, one of the most beautiful, beautiful ways to really overcome this instinctual behavior, this acting out, is to have this sense of gratitude. You know, a real sense of gratitude. And that's what happens to so many of us who come into the 12-step program. We really come in beat down and exhausted and hopeless. And the beautiful part about this, and I call this a real solution, Suffering, can you imagine that suffering is a solution to overcoming most of our maladies, including our instinctual behaviors? Because only through suffering can a person become disciplined. And only when we're disciplined, see, and the discipline happens in a calm, sober, serene state. See, God disciplines us. Why does God discipline us? God disciplines us to be obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to God's will. Now we can sit here for another hour and yip-yap all day long about what we think God's will is. I'm going to give you a real simple answer to what I think God's will is. God's will is for me to get along with my fellow man and to be at peace one day at a time. And if I'm acting out, with fear-driven, selfish, self-centered, instinctual behaviors, I'm not going to get along with my fellow man. One of the other things that I loved about, about really putting my hand on the hand of the man and cleaning house was I really understood something called the seven deadly sins. You know, a sin, if you want to go ahead and define a sin, a sin is simply anything that departs us from the perfection that God wishes for us here on earth. God wishes for this level of perfection for all of us here on earth. God wishes for this level of perfection in our relationship with him. And God wishes for us perfection in our relationships with others. And when we deviate from that perfection, it causes hurt to others and it causes hurt to us. And it causes hurt in our relationship, in our harmony with our creator. So how about that for a definition of sin? But I'm going to give you another definition of the, of the sins that I was reacquainted with. And they spell them out pretty thoroughly in the 12 steps and 12 traditions. They're called the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins. Pride. Greed. Lust. Anger gluttony, envy, and sloth. 
And you can take every single one of those seven deadly sins and you can trace them right back to our caveman roots. Okay? But hey, we're not cavemen anymore, gang. Okay? And the beautiful part about cleaning house in the 12-step method is to, among other things, stay on top of our character defects, the things that you are going to discover that keep you from having harmonious, balanced, healthy relationships with other people. And not only are you going to discover the exact nature of your wrongs, the things that keep you really in conflict with others, but you're going to be reacquainted with the seven deadly sins of pride, greed, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. And I'll tell you why you're going to be reacquainted with those. Because you've got to stay on top of those every single day, one day at a time, and hit the refresh button. Because those are going to be the seven little subtleties. They're subtle. They're so subtle we don't even recognize them. We've been practicing these things so well throughout our entire life, we're not even aware we do them anymore. It's a deeply rooted compulsive behavior, these seven deadly sins. And trust me, if you clean house, you're going to be acutely aware of them. And this awareness is going to serve you well in how you navigate your relationships with other people that you come into contact with. And that's the name of the game here, gang. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. And I can't think of a bigger shame generator than acting out like a fear-driven, selfish, self-centered, delusional caveman who doesn't care about anything except self-service. Sound like anybody you know? I'll tell you, people who practice self-service find themselves alone, ultimately, very alone. They find themselves alone in a crowd of a thousand people. They can feel alone. So have I. I've been there. You know, I got out of no man's land. I got out of no man's land by, by trusting God and cleaning house. I got out of no man's land of denial. I got out of no man's land because I became aware of these instinctual, fear-driven, inconsiderate, unhealthy behaviors. No man's land is really vast and wide. And I got to the other side. And so will you. If you really work on this thing, it's all in the solution. It's all about progress rather than perfection. It's all about being open-minded. And again, it's about being obedient to God's will. Trust. Sounds kind of gullible, doesn't it? But I'll tell you, it's about faith. It's about having faith in a power greater than yourself. You know, the caveman mentality didn't serve you too well, did it? Well, maybe faith and dependence in a higher power will. It works every time. 
When I come back, we're going to be doing the imagination exercises. So you'll want to stick around for this on In This Moment with your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. All right. Can you imagine overcoming your instinctual behaviors? First of all, can you imagine that your instinctual behaviors get you in all kinds of trouble? Oh, yeah. The most beautiful part about recovery, getting into any kind of recovery, is the outcome is always awareness for those who are really willing to, to try it. And part of the awareness happens with the open mind. Recovery is all about opening up the mind and opening up the imagination. And one of my favorite quotes is, you know, we all have imagination. Perhaps the real problem was our total, our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. I want you to imagine that you're going you're gonna to get it this time. If you've been stuck and you've been in the revolving door of recovery, I want you to imagine that this time it's going to work for you. That this time you're going to find a group and you're really going to, to just settle down and get involved in the group. I want you to imagine that you're going to hear God someday speak to you through other people in the group. I want you to imagine that you're going to heal and get so better because you put your hand in the hand of the man and you trusted God and you cleaned house. You're going to get so better that you're going to become a sponsor. You're going to be there finally to help someone else overcome their harmful, destructive, instinctual behavior. The best way to stay on the other side and to stay out of no man's land is to be responsible and to be available and to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit and to make yourself available to try to pull another man or woman out of no man's land and safely, safely to the other side. That's what's going to happen for you. I want you to imagine that. And by the way, it's not so far off of your imagination. It can be a real, a real reality. The whole purpose of recovery and cleaning house is for you to develop better relationships with those about you and ultimately to develop a better relationship with you. But ultimately, your real purpose you're going to find 
Your real purpose is to fit yourself to be of maximum service to God and those about you. See, the real purpose of sponsorship, and a lot of people don't get this memo, but you're getting it today from Toby. Here's the memo. The real purpose of sponsorship is to prepare the prospect to prepare you to become a sponsor. That's the deal. AA has a pamphlet called Questions and Answers on Sponsorship. I would suggest that you get it. One of the first things you're going to discover is when you meet with your prospect, we meet as equals. There's no guru. There's no life coach. It's just one It's just one person who's recovered from their suffering, working with another person who is suffering in order to hopefully read and discuss and adopt some spiritual principles in order to end that suffering. That's all there is to it. So I want you to think about the fact that not only are you going to get it this time, but you're going to calm down You're going to open up your mind. You're going to open up your heart. And you're going to be loving and compassionate and considerate to those about you. It's not a matter of if if you win or lose. It's how you play the game. You're going to play the game entirely different now. See, because you're going to find that sweet spot right in the center. And that's where God wants you to be. Somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, there's God. That's where God wants you to be. And that's where you're going to be. You're going to finally get out of no man's land and you're going to make it to the other side. And when you get to the other side, you are going to have this overwhelming feeling like God has placed you in a position of neutrality safe and protected in the bosom of Abraham. You're not even going to think about what your disease or your mental illness or your addiction or your malady is anymore. Why? Simply because the problem will have been removed. Can you imagine that? Waking up tomorrow and having this sensation that the problem has been removed. And I'll tell you how you're going to do that. You're going to do that because you're going to be one day at a time. You're going to practice being healthy in mind, body, and spirit so that you can be available to the next sufferer who's walking in that door looking to get a break. Everybody wants a break. And now you're going to be able to give people a break because you've now joined the human race. You're no longer a survivalist. You now have a clear recognition of who you are and what you can become. See, the 12 steps, and everybody can rattle off the 12 steps, but don't you ever forget that the 12 steps, and this is page 15 in the 12 and 12, the 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession for self-destructive behavior. 
and enable the sufferer to, to become happily and usefully whole. This is about becoming complete. And you are going to become complete. And the way you are going to stay complete is you are going to be available in mind, body, and spirit to become a channel of God's love and grace for another person to bring them peace and to move them out of this destructive, instinctual behavior. I hope you've enjoyed the show today, my friend. I know I have. I, I love this subject. It's, it is one of my favorite subjects. There's so much. Until next time, I am your host, Toby C., and this is our program in this moment.